You are listening to the Zen Nova Scotia podcast with talks by Cone Franz. These talks are made possible in part by generous donations from our listeners. To find out how to support and take part in our community, visit zennovascotia.com. Take a deep breath. And then just breathe. At the beginning tonight, we talk about exaggerating the breath. And I want to follow up on that. Breathing is one of the hardest things. Which is funny, because we're really good at breathing. But when we sit down here, especially in the beginning, and we take this posture and someone says, okay, and, and then, okay, so your arms, your hands are like this, and your back is like this, and your legs are like this, and your eyes are like this, and your neck is like this, now breathe. And suddenly breathing seems really complicated. And part of what I remember, is, especially when I first started, was this feeling that I couldn't ever get a deep breath. I would really struggle with that. And I, and I would shift all the time. I kept thinking, well, I'm sitting wrong, I'm sitting wrong. There's something about this that's not right. It's kind of, it's the joke. If there's any one thing that you're really, really good at, it's breathing. You've never not done it, ever. So why is it hard? Why does it feel unnatural? Why does it feel forced? I've mentioned before, there's this teaching. We say, Choshin, Chosoku, Choshin. The first Choshin means to put your body in order. And then Chosoku is to put your breath in order. And then the second Choshin is to put the mind in order. And the idea is that this is sequential. So if you put your body in order, then the breath will be in order. And if the breath is in order, then the mind will be in order. And that's useful, but we can still easily misunderstand that there's some sort of, there's some sort of sweet spot here. So I'm going to get my posture just just right. And if I get it just right, and if my hips are just so, and everything's kind of open, then naturally then, I'm going to breathe just the way I need to breathe. And somehow if, if I've got those two things going, then my entire internal universe is going to fall into place. Which would be great. But I think if we see it that way, if we imagine that there's, a, that there's a just right at the beginning of that, and that that's followed by a just right, right? Like these, these puzzle pieces that are going ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. That's, that's not what this is. There's a part at the beginning that is unnatural, and that's the posture. It's not natural. 
Don't let anyone tell you that it is. We find something in it that is natural, right? And, and it's often, we're often uh, asked to, to picture a, a, a one or two year old child sitting on the floor. They have this natural curve to the back. They can sit up like that for a really long time. There's this kind of friendly relationship with gravity. That's worth exploring. But it's not magic. And to hold our legs this way for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or 40 minutes, that's not natural. To hold yourself straight this whole time, that's a choice. So we start there. And then within that, we breathe. And because we're putting so much effort into this first thing, the second thing suddenly seems really hard. It's like we have to learn to do this basic task all over again. The, the Japanese term for a, a breathing technique is kokyuho. And everything has a kokyuho. Anything worth doing has a kokyuho. Even calligraphy, if you're doing it, if you're really taught seriously. Someone will eventually teach you the breathing that goes with calligraphy. If you're doing tea ceremony, there's breathing that goes with tea ceremony. If you're doing martial arts, there's definitely breathing that goes with that. There are times that you breathe and there are ways that you breathe. The, the way that I was taught to breathe when I, I did karate for a long time is like... <laughs> very hard and very tight at the end. Punch it. If you do yoga, you'll, you'll learn to do this, sometimes this ujjayi breathing. It makes your body very hot. Right? In all of these things, you're taught to breathe in a way that is very specific to that task. It's just for that. There's a special way to breathe for that activity. Zazen is not like that. In Zazen, the way that we breathe is the same way that we breathe in deep sleep. You do this kind of breathing all the time. It's something your body knows how to do so well that your mind doesn't know how to do it. But when you sit in this position, when you sit in this posture, your mind starts trying to figure out how to do it. And it starts trying to control it. It says, well, it must feel like this. <laughs> there must be a kind of deep feeling to it, right? Or I guess maybe, okay, so if it's like deep sleep, then it's slow. We try to give it shape. The reason that we say that, that you need to put your breath in order to put your mind in order is that as long as you're not breathing naturally, 
It means that your mind and your body are not in accord. They're fighting. And it's mostly from the mind. It's when the mind starts to trust what the body already knows, what the body is already equipped to do, what the body already understands, that the two are in accord. And for that trust to be there is really the point. So we're all sitting in this posture right now and we're all breathing. And I would venture a guess that at least a couple of you have been breathing more naturally in the last five minutes than you did in the last hour. Because I'm distracting you. <laughs> and so you know how. <laughs> I can't count how many times people have said to me, can I just do Zazen on the sofa? Because when I sit there, everything feels just right. right. And that isn't a lazy thing to say. Right. You sit, you, you kind of, you settle in and you watch TV. And sometimes that conflict stops. Right. You're not asking how you, and then, it, and then you might, but you might notice it. You might notice it along the way and say, wow, I'm really at ease. I wish Zazen were like this. <laughs> right. So this must be where I need to be. It's not a dumb question. It's a very natural question. Noticing ourselves breathing in a way that is without conflict, it's, it's kind of like when you're walking in a, a department store and you catch yourself in the mirror and you suddenly see what you really look like. It stays with you for a while. It's not quite what you expect. You know, someone's telling you a joke at the moment that you catch yourself and you realize, oh, that's what I look like when I laugh. It can be good, but mostly it's probably disorienting. And when you catch yourself really, really comfortable inside your own body, it's, it can be almost jarring if you're not used to it. Right? And then you want to bring that here. And then you try to recreate it here. And that doesn't quite work. It takes time. I think it, you know, part of that time is actually the process of losing interest in controlling it. That can take months, that can take years. And then one day you realize that, oh, I could always do this. And I bring this up not just because we're talking about breathing today, but because this is my understanding of Buddhism in general. There is nothing that Buddhism asks of you for which you are not already equipped completely 
in this tradition anyway. That's what we say. Wisdom from the perspective of this tradition is not something that you cultivate, it's not something that you earn, it's something that you notice. Compassion is not something that you make, it's something that you notice. And to notice it is to notice that it's always there, that it's functioning just fine without you. When we try to make it, when we try to create it, we make something small. And then we wonder, where's the rest? But when we stumble upon it, when we open ourselves up to it, there's nothing missing. And we find that that is just as natural for us as breathing. The next time we're talking about some over-the-top life of offering and compassion and whatever, don't get stuck there. Don't imagine that that's something that you get after you fulfill all the prerequisites. That's a description of something that your body already knows. And that you're trying to make natural. Let that sink in. I'll stop there. For more information about Zen, our practice, and how you can support and take part in our community, please visit zennovascotia.com.